What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Lyle's Movie Files. And this time we're back on Lyle's Figure Files. Talking about all the latest for this week. And as usual, every week, there's a lot of action figure news. At first, when I started incorporating this into the podcast, I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough to talk about. Joke's on me. There's plenty. And I always have so much stuff that I can't even talk about everything. So let's get started. No more delays. Uh, Hasbro revealed the actual figures of the Marvel Legends Age of Apocalypse X-Men Wave 2. We saw renders earlier. Uh, they've gotten to the point where people are just so confident in the product that they can just put renders and people will pre-order the mess out of everything and just go, yeah, we don't even need to see the figures anymore. We know what we're getting and we'll just pre-order it. And this wave was strong enough that I think everybody was like, yeah, just sign me up. I don't care. Um... What we saw in the renders looks good. But we actually got to see the figures now this week on Hasbro Pulse's Instagram page. And this is why it pays to have a good track record because the figures looked incredible, amazing, exactly what you expect, expect out of Hasbro's Marvel Legends line. The one figure that I was a little bit concerned about based off of the renderings and how they came out was Iceman. Iceman's Age of Apocalypse look is my favorite design of the character. The spiky hair, the missing mouth, and just kind of like a darker look for one of the more fun-loving characters in the X-Men. So the prototype looked great and captured that look from Joe Magera. I hope I said his name right. I always feel like I butcher it every time. It's just one of those names where it's like, ah, how in the world do you pronounce it? Um, but it looked great. Colossus look really impressively bulky and massive. Kitty Pride, Rogue, Magneto, Legion, everybody in the wave looks great. Of course, I can come up with another seven, eight figures for Wave 3 easily, but I think Hasbro's on the right track. They got the figures that I think are most essential for Wave 2. We got Sabretooth, so now Wild Child it isn't running around with just a chain he didn't have somebody holding it so that was important we get two members of the generation next squad but kitty and colossus also were part of magneto's x-men so in a pinch we've got them just for fun for wave three let me see how quickly i can come up with that lineup since i said it'd be easy so of course storm naturally got to get her bishop he fits that X-Man and Legion role of the kind of random character who's sort of important to the story, but is also kind of a background for the main saga. And Bishop was kind of an observer. He didn't do a whole lot. He told Magneto and company, hey, this is not right. And he didn't really join the fight. He was just kind of on the sidelines for most of it. But he did fill an important role. So I got Storm. I got Bishop. Then we get Banshee. Banshee had a really cool uh, cloak cape deal banshee i like his design just in general with the way his cape is set up and the age of apocalypse look also did something really unique and cool with it so that's another one quicksilver then gambit so we can get that love triangle with magneto and rogue and gambit going the different way than it did from the normal continuity so i've got them let's get havoc so we can get another villain and this guy, he can square off with his brother. Cyclops, we get in wave two. And let's see. So do I want another X-Men? Do I want Nightcrawler? 
wait let me just stop I want Nightcrawler so that's that's seven really easy like I said I get one villain with Havoc in there and we get Havoc and Cyclops with Dark Beast so we have another trio of villains now the Build-A-Figure should not be a surprise at this point it's Nemesis uh, the villain formerly known as Holocaust, which was really bad in terms of naming, even back then. But uh, I think we've, we've settled on Nemesis for him. That gives us another one of Apocalypse's horsemen and another big villain that everybody can fight. It's kind of funny that there's still so many teams like X-Men's Forge, Toad, and all those Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Generation Next is still not gotten any members at this point gambit and the externals don't have any members this is really weird there's so many like they could really do another two waves of age of apocalypse figures and i think then they would actually cover everybody but one more wave to complete the core x-men team would settle things for me and would get havoc in there as well so that's who i would choose but this wave has been out for pre-order. I think they're still slated for October at this rate. Target did a special. You buy $100 to get $25 off. As usual, Target has those great sales. So if you can get them, and they actually have the figures still in stock for pre-order. It's, it's so great. And especially with the price jump to $23, it is very helpful to take advantage of any and all sales you can get now. Now the Hasbro Marvel Legend team on Twitter has been kind of warning us that July is going to be a very expensive month if you're collecting Marvel Legends. And it's funny because I don't think the June was much of a letdown in terms of all the different things you could buy. You had the Disney Plus, Captain America, Build a Wing set. You had the, you know, all villains bring on the bad guys, Marvel Villains wave with the Build-A-Figure. Who was that Build-A-Figure? Yeah, the the random Hulk guy that I don't remember, of course. You have the Mr. Hyde wave, if you have not completed the Shang-Chi wave. So there's a lot of Marvel Legends floating around. And it's kind of weird because the only one that I'm actually seeing in stores kind of consistently at this point is the Katie from the Shang-Chi Target exclusive wave. I mean, she's the Target exclusive, and she's basically the only one I see. There's a hologram, Iron Man, Shang-Chi, Wu. That's about it. Everybody else is a crapshoot in terms of who's actually going to be on the pegs when I go around. But it's not a lot of other Marvel Legends figures. So it's kind of like if you see them, buy them. Because if you don't, it may be a while before the stores restock. At least here in my neck of the woods. But July, I am... Both myself and my wallet are very leery, concerned, anxious about what, Har what Hasbro is about to reveal to us. I think for sure we're going to see... The Comic-Con exclusive, I'm betting that's probably going to be the Excalibur set. Maybe they'll save that for an Amazon set. But I think I think that seems to be kind of more in line for that. We've got the Hellfire Club last year from San Diego Comic-Con. That was really easy to get. And Hasbro made sure that anybody who wanted a copy or wanted a set could get one. I'm pretty sure they released it twice. That was amazing course that was when everyone just had a hey you've got a Hasbro Pulse membership now that they seem to be trying to push it a little bit more and try to be like hey this is why you should get that Hasbro Pulse membership it may be harder I hope they don't go that route because I think a lot of people are clamoring for an Excalibur set 
I definitely want Shadowcat and I want Rachel Phoenix 2 in my set. A Captain Britain that looks more classic old school than the modern one we got. And Megan is cool because she completes the team. And maybe we get that mullet Nightcrawler that kind of works more with the John Romita Jr., Paul Smith, 80s punk rock era of X-Men. Love that. Phoenix, of course, helps that team. So we basically just need a 80s punk rogue to complete that set because we've already got Wolverine. We've got uh, Storm, of course, with her mohawk. I guess we still need that second-gen outfit for Colossus, but Shadowcat, Phoenix, and a different hairstyle for Nightcrawler will complete that team. Hopefully, we'll get that soon. But we're also probably going to see that Fantastic Four retro cardback wave. I mean, the, the the assumption, of course, is that we're going to see the full Fantastic Four in their blue and whites to match Johnny. I'm kind of pulling for a old school classic. Black marks on the figure, Human Torch. I don't care if that takes up five slots. This is kind of the Human Torch that I've wanted uh, way back since Marvel Legends Series 2. But that figure is okay, even at that time. But I just want that figure with 2021 articulation and sculpting. So I don't I don't need the, hey, here's a man who's on fire. Like this modern take on Human Torch. I want just the, hey, he doesn't have any hair. He doesn't have any outfit showing. It's just a dude who's bald and he's on fire. That's what I want. And he's got these random flame lines for whatever reason. It didn't make any sense, but that's the classic look. So that's what I want. Um, maybe the, the the line kind of listings has an H and a P character. So it could be Human Torch. could be another H character. I think the general consensus is it's probably High Evolutionary and Psycho Man. I'm fine with either one or fine with both of those guys. They'd be good additions to the collection, but I still want to flame on Human Torch. Then, of course, we've got the HasLab coming and this is, those are always like the dun dun dun, how expensive is this thing going to be? And since they teased Fantastic Four, and since, well, we probably will get to the Fantastic Four by 2022 when the figure actually comes out. But it's going to be Fantastic Four theme. And the assumption, of course, is that's probably going to be Galactus. And I've got the later version of Galactus that they released at a San Diego Comic Con. Great figure. And I like that, but I'm thinking a HasLab figure is going to be so much better, just as impressive as that Sentinel that I didn't get because it's kind of an army builder and I didn't see the value to me in getting one awesome Sentinel, especially since I have four of the kind of recent versions in addition to three old school Toy Biz versions. So having one big, super tall, massive Sentinel that's properly scaled wasn't going to work because I wasn't getting three. There's just no way I could afford three of those massive sentinels. But one Galactus, yeah, I can probably see doing that. And a Fantastic Four, uh, you know, their tub, their hover jet, not the Quinjet, but the Fantastic Four car, maybe. But I'm thinking it's Galactus. And so looking forward to seeing what that is. And hopefully it's not too ridiculous because there's also... The Star Wars Black Series has the lab project that they're going to reveal. And we're probably going to see another Transformers one too. So there's a lot of stuff that there could be in the HasLab section of everything. And maybe we get a Power Rangers one too. So there's lots of potential HasLab options. Hopefully Hasbro remembers some of their fans buys 
more than one line of their figures. So moving on, we have the official reveal from Mattel of the WWE Legends 12 series and Elite 87. We saw the Elite 87 in render prototype form. The figures turned out really well. Um, they are incorporating more double jointed elbows. Santo Escobar has those double jointed elbows, which means he is an immediate buy. He's somebody that benefits from that articulation, like everybody, but he's definitely a wrestler whose style benefits from that. At Apollo Crews, he also has that. Uh, he comes with the new U.S. championship belt. It's a cool title. Not my favorite version of the U.S. belt, but it looks good. Got a new Oscar coming. She looks good. And she does not look like she has the double jointed elbows, which is a shame because I kind of think I need to have an Oscar in my collection now. Do have our last Braun Strowman since he was released. Candice LeRae just has single jointed elbows, but looks to have the double jointed knees. She looks kind of weird from the way the pictures are shown, but her outfit looks cool and it does look like Candice. It's just something kind of, she looks a little stubby. So I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out. Otis from his Money in the Bank deal. I mean, he's all right, but I mean, they've really wasted Otis. It's, it's one of those cases where they amazingly built somebody up only to send him crashing down in record time. So don't have any need for him. Santos Escobar is probably Santos and Candace and Apollo are probably the only ones I'm getting for sure. The Walmart exclusive is the Warlord from his Powers of Pain look. This is one of those deals like the Davy Boy Smith that we got in his British Bulldog outfit. We've got one half of the tag team set up in tag team attire, but no news on their partner. We have gotten this already like way back with Tito Santana, and we're still waiting on a matching Strike Force version of Rick Martel. So I'm hoping we get Barbarian soon because we actually need solo version of Barbarian to, you know, be the Heenan family member with his Hunter Barbarian gear. That was a cool look for him. And it completes another uh, Survivor Series team for me. So love to see him in both versions because now I can just immediately act like they weren't in WWF and revisit the Powers of Pain versus the Road Warriors feud from NWA, which would be cool. So we got that. And of course, we're going to have them fight Demolition. So the Powers of Pain are kind of important to complete. We're halfway there now. So that's a good thing. They also showed Basic Series 122. Now, this series has gone on for a while, clearly, but I opened the WWE Championship Showdown, Ric Flair versus the Giant, and even though I don't collect these figures regularly, I was shocked at the articulation. Like, it's so bad now. Like, they've removed the ankle articulation, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but with these figures, they can be a little top-heavy, so... Just getting Flair to stand was tricky because he hadn't he didn't have any ankle articulation. And for me, it's about likeness. And number two is, or scale. And then number three is, can the figure stand up? This line absolutely needs those championship plates because they won't stand up properly without them. So not really a big fan of the basic series beforehand, but I'm even less now that I open a modern recent one. I am going to have to chalk down and get the Chelsea Green figure since she was released. And I like Chelsea from her time in Impact. And I don't really think they did much with her in NXT or the main roster. 
but I like her so I'm gonna get her figure and maybe I'll put her on a better body an elite figure because you know that's the way to go with these figures so uh, 122 is Drew McIntyre Chelsea Green Damian Priest and Charlotte Flair Charlotte looks good but I mean she has an amazing ultimate edition figure the only reason I haven't picked her up was because she was a ringside exclusive and I didn't want to pay the ringside exclusive price for Charlotte figure I know WWE and I know Mattel and I know they can't resist getting another Charlotte figure out so I'll just wait till the next ultimate edition comes out of Charlotte because and one in retail because that's one I'll grab Chelsea is a has a chase figure that's an all black in addition to a lavender and white figure I like the lavender white outfit because we don't have basically any figure of this color scheme so this will be a good one she'll stand out and yeah Damien Priest of course I'm waiting on the elite so enough said on that McIntyre has a new smiley head sculpt this figure's head sculpt is amazing but it's on an elite so no need for that uh, we also got a look at basic series 123 this one's Braun, Otis, which is weird because they're also in Elite 87. So we've got those guys. We've got the first ever Dexter Loomis and Jake Atlas. Both of those guys look really good. Great head sculpts. I think they did a really exceptional job on Dexter Loomis. And honestly, they could just translate this basic figure into Elite and will be just fine. And the final figure for that wave is Bobby Lashley, the Almighty. Not Bobby Ashley, but Bobby Lashley. Uh, so that that sets fine. I'm waiting for the elites because the articulation changes on the basics are so bad, and you know I, I guess it's just a matter of keeping the cost low for for parents who want the cheaper version for their kids. But gosh, as a kid, I mean I, I find some of the articulation limitations on the elite figures to be restrictive in terms of getting moves and poses off. These basics are basically the 2021 equivalent of getting an LJN figure that doesn't really move. I mean, you can't do anything. You can do a clothesline, you can punch, kick, do some random whack stuff, but it's not like you could pull off many of these guys' finishing moves just the way they don't move. So anyway, enough bashing the basics. We also got to look at Master of the, of the Universe Wave 7. This is a cool wave, and this was the first one they've gone all legends. And this, of course, was then the wave that made me go oh maybe i should get into these masters of the universe figures so we get junkyard dog and he's set up with a spike or set up that makes sense for him because it, it plays off the chains and the collar and it was cool he's in his red thump uh tire with the white boots and the blue kind of goes in another color scheme of his andre the giant looks cool he is set up in like the tightest setup so he's taller than everybody else looks good Sergeant Slaughter is based off of Man at Arms. That makes sense too. Bret Hamman Hart is done with the Triclops setup, so he's got like the the three visors. Very cool. Like I said, I don't want to get into another line. I am running out of space for Masters of the Universe and WWE figures, but these figures look good. Action figure attack. Um, one of the Mattel WWE reps showed off the first wave of masters of the universe figures revelations line they look really good lots of good sculpts uh good articulation and again i don't want to get into another line but seeing them and seeing the skelegod figure on target shelves really has me interested in what this line has to offer 
so maybe you'll be seeing a review of those very soon i think uh july 1st is when they're supposed to hit walmart so of course that could mean it may take me a very long time to actually have these figures and to do a review but i am very curious and interested one other cool thing just a random note these wwe masters of the universe figures they have some really cool cards um comic book setups like the old school figures sergeant slaughter one has uh sergeant slaughter facing off against ultimate warrior in a nod to their royal rumble match which i just just thought was really cool so good stuff they're doing uh, finally we got wwe legends 12 uh this had billy gunn Roddy Roddy piper kevin nash junkyard dog JYD is in his red and white tights. He also has a chase figure in blue tights. Dark blue, not light blue like I assume. But one of the posters on WFigs actually did show that JYD did wear dark blue tights in WWF. So it's canon, it's official, and I think that's all I needed to know because I think I do want both versions of JYD. He comes with a chain. And this would be very helpful because if I can figure out a way to connect them, maybe just doing a little super glue, thanks to the collar, I can do a double dog collar match, which would be amazing. So I can do junk, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine and basically any kind of uh, Russian chain match. Of course, I need some Russians. Hint, hint, hint. Maybe, maybe we'll get an Ivan Koloff, a Nikita Koloff. That would be great. So there's still time for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Action Figure Attack said that July is going to have some massive reveals. So maybe I'll get lucky. Kevin Nash is great. He comes with an Outsider cloth t-shirt. Even more for the win. Um, head sculpt looks great. They have not always done a great job with Kevin Nash's head sculpts. This one looks good. And just just a really good job. It's, he's in his black NWO outlined in red and silver. That's a classic look for him with the early era of the NWO, back when it was at its best. And um, he's got the, heads, the hand sculpts to put up too sweet, which is great. And Billy Gunn is in the DX Army attire. He has white tights to go along with black boots so as not to distract from his gear. <laughs> it is missing the lips in his crotch area, which I think is weird because they still put the lips on his... He's a mm, eh, backside, which is I just think is weird. I mean, if you're going to do it one place, then why not just stay consistent the whole way? I mean, that is part of his outfit. And this is covered up with camo pants, so it's not like the the mothers and housewives would be so upset that they're traumatized kids who wanted a figure of a guy who said suck it all the time has lips on his crotch. It's just a weird dynamic. It's like, um, but the guy... His whole motif is doing this. DX's whole thing was suck it. There was a catchphrase. But lips on a crotch on a figure's attire is wrong. Anyway, there are also no lips on the boots. But I guess there's some weird thing for people with foot fetish. Who knows? So that's it from the WWE section side of things. Good stuff coming from them. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're doing with their July Comic-Con reveals. Next up, Mezco revealed their latest G.I. Joe figure, Roblox. Looks good. I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, let's go with a stern, hard uh, look for Roblox. Like his official old school real American hero card back. That's probably the way to go for Roblox. He looks good. He's not wearing the camo top. He's not wearing the tactical vest set up just like his version 2 look. But this one does have a tactical vest from the preview shot that we saw. 
it looks good. I still don't know if I'm on board with what Mezco is doing in terms of changing up established looks for their own look, but it does have a kind of classic roadblock look. So maybe I'll be interested. We'll see what happens. It is a great time to be a Power Rangers fan because Super 7 revealed their Power Rangers Ultimates line. And we got to see Green Ranger, Yellow Ranger, Tyrannosaurus, Dinosaurd, a Putty, and Goldar. Goldar looks to be an improvement over the Lightning Collection version from Hasbro because he's seven inches, so he's taller. Um, he's got a little bit more detail in the outfit. I don't know if it's worth 30 bucks more than the Lightning Collection version, but he does look good. Super 7 packs a ton of accessories in all their figures, so you get that sense of like, okay, here's where some of the money's going to. So for Tommy, the Green Ranger, we get the regular ponytail look. We also get the headband, evil, corrupted head sculpt. Yellow Ranger, I think, is the coolest one. We get both a Trinity, Trinity, a Trini head sculpt, and we also get an Aisha head sculpt. So we get both of the first two yellow, we get the first two Yellow Rangers in one set. I'm curious if they're going to do that with the other figures as they continue to roll out with the, you know, the next red, pink, green, or not green, black and blue Rangers, because that would be kind of cool to do just mix it up with the different options and let's see what else i want to talk about NECA revealed their gargoyles line my brother is a major gargoyles fan and i think he's gonna be really excited i think this is going to be the first time that he's collecting an action figure line that i am not uh so that's that so that's everything that i want to talk on this week there's like i said there's always a ton of action figure stuff uh transformers is doing a jurassic park crossover it's kind of cool I try to stick to just the first two series and just keep repeatedly buying them in different updated formats. But these are cool crossover figures. I think they've done some really fun stuff with X-Men, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. So there's all the kinds of cool hybrid lines of these Transformers that you could actually build a nice collection with these mashups. I'm curious to see what they do next. But if you're into those, they really do come up with some cool stuff. That's it for me on this one. It's time for me to get ready for July, and I hope you've enjoyed my figure features for the week for June. I try to focus on one line just to knock out some stuff. I started off with AEW, Unrivaled, then went to Marvel Legends, then did some more WWE, and finally caught up on some of those Transformers figures. So that's it for me. I'm going to figure out which one I want to do next. If you got any themes that you want me to tackle... I've still got a bunch of Storm Collectibles figures, more WWE, more Star Wars Black Series, and of course Marvel Legends. So if you want to see me knock out anything, give me a shout out on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Drop a line, let me know what you want. Alright, so that's it. I'll be back tomorrow with the boys for a regular episode. But for now, thank you for tuning in and listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.